brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the Paul Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Now, today, um, we are talking Black history, and I have a special, special guest with me. Um, She is a mother and wife. She is a longtime insurance executive and also the president of the National African-Americans and Insurance Association, uh, the Michigan chapter, and a a friend and a mentor of mine, Gretchen Cross. Hello, Gretchen. Welcome to Baxter's Buzz. Hi, Baxter. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Um, And just to kind of set the stage, um, I, I wanted to have a number of people Um, on that I have a great deal of respect for to talk about um, Black history as we celebrate it in February, which we should be celebrating it each and every month, right? Because it is American history. We wanted to, you know, I wanted to get people on and and talk about, let's pay homage to to some folks that they, um, you know, that they were inspired by over the years or that they've recently learned about that have contributed to this Great, great society of, of ours. So who are we talking about today, Gretchen? So today we're talking about Doris Miller, sometimes known as Dory Miller, who was an American war hero from World War II. Yes, yes. Um, born um, to uh, sharecroppers, right? But with, you know, just as recent as his grandparents being slaves. Yes, yes. Um, so imagine Black man, Waco, Texas, um, everything that's going on in U.S. history with segregation and lack of economic progress and then on the verge of war. So we've got Dory Miller born as, you know, the fourth son that they thought was going to be a girl. So they named him Doris. And um, just really the story of a young man trying to find an opportunity, a way in life um, in a very racist society that had been known for, unfortunately, one of the worst lynchings in U.S. history. A 17-year-old burned alive in Waco, Texas, three years before Dory was born. So he's coming into some really tough circumstances for sure yeah yeah is that part of what stood out for you like what what why did you want to like pay homage to, to to dory specifically yeah yeah that's a good question so i think all of us you know we have this love-hate relationship with black history month we love the ability to go back and honor and recognize some of our best and brightest, the names that we know, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, all of those icons that we talk about as we should, you know, to make sure that we're telling their story and keeping their history alive. But there are also all these unsung people who've committed heroic acts. And maybe they're just like you and I, maybe they're not called to some great aspiration of being an agent of change or inspiring others. It could just be they, they are called to rise in a circumstance and they become and achieve something that's bigger than themselves. So um, Dory is one of those unsung members of history. And as I learn more about him, it's not just the acts of bravery that he committed 
during the war, but there's a lot surrounding how he got his recognition, the obstacles that he had to overcome, both to get into the Navy, to have any measure of success there, but then even in the aftermath, um, just trying to parse through what is the proper context to put a person like Dory in. So I didn't have a lot of knowledge of him. Um, my husband and I were talking about just unsung Black history figures and um, just some names that rose to the surface because we all talk again about the civil rights icons, but then tier two might be arts and entertainment. Those big names that you know have really made a splash that's very visible, but I tend to be drawn to people who are a bit more unsung, maybe not in the forefront, but just by virtue of how strong they are in a supporting position or just the role that they're called to do, they're able to still rise become influential and in this case save lives and really be a true hero yeah no that's very well said um you think about yeah there's some you know some main names that we talk about and sometimes we don't we don't even dig into and peel back the layers of of those those people right we kind of fall in love with this image that that we think of but but maybe not the true person with, with dory we don't have that um we don't have that privilege or that, you know, we, we have to dig in because it was a, it, you know, heroic um, and, you know, something very inspiring, but definitely uh, unsung in, in many, in many people's eyes, right. Or unknown. Yes. Um, so I want you to talk about the, the war uh, a bit, but let me just, start by kind of help you uh sort of set this thing up so i'm i'm reading i'm researching as well um he was a part of the navy at a point where the there were no blacks that could be even promoted in the navy right so they literally were housekeepers and sort of air like they ran errands for the rest of the soldiers and 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 um or the naval naval men. Um, That's right. Just think about you know again the the this country that was literally built on the the backs of these uh, these black people, uh-huh. you know, still being treated like second class citizens even yes. after you know slavery had ended, right? And it's like, yeah, you you're not a slave, but you're still not equal, right? And and then you think about the circumstances in which you are okay with that, that whatever you're dealing with at home, mm-hmm. it's so bad. You're like, you know what? This is still, I think there's a quote of him saying, it's still beat, like being in Waco, That's right? right? That's exactly right. And so in addition to all that, there's um, this growing discussion around Blacks in the military, how to even integrate the military. So Dory went in as a messman, which is essentially, just as you said, a shoeshine, a bellhop. Um, It's not a role that receives any training. It's not considered a skilled role because at that time, segregation was such that they couldn't promote any Blacks within the military on a ship because they just couldn't segregate them. So he had to make the 
the worst or the best of two tough choices, which is stay in Waco and deal with those harsh realities or enlist and try to make a go of it. But in the background, the NAACP and some black Navy men were really bringing our struggle up to the light of even the president and saying, don't enlist your sons. If your son has a college degree, don't send him to the Navy. Don't send him because he's going to be a glorified bellman or shoe shine. Um, mm -hmm. But despite all of this, we still enlist. You know, we still were going in and and providing those contribu contributions, saving lives, just doing the work. Because again, sometimes the best of two bad options. So that's that was really interesting to me and beyond the headlines I always try to understand what's the mentality of someone what's going on within Doris Dory how did he feel about all this does it even matter did he strike out to be a hero or was he just trying to see some sights and and have a shot so there was a lot going on in that big 50,000 foot view of how Dory shows up in the world and what his opportunities to su succeed actually are yeah, like I've I've had conversations with uh, veterans um, of a number of, of different uh, branches of the military, and I've I've done you know my fair share of reading as well, and I think that there's this interesting um, dynamic of um, you know a, a sense of country, even though the country hasn't always treated them right, they wanted to contribute. Right. 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 And then there's a, another piece of like, well, maybe if I can help and contribute this way, maybe I'll be accepted. That's right? right. That's right. So there's this maybe this is this will be what will put me or put me and my people over the top where we are viewed as as equals. Right. And then that other piece of just the circumstances at home not being great. And it's like, OK, well. Let's see what 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 the military has to offer, because I, I'm not in a great position at home. Right. So there's some interesting dynamics. And in many ways, there, there's some very similar dynamics, you know, even to this day. Okay. Um, exactly. Yes. And, and then my grandfathers were in the military. So just from a personal standpoint, um, my father's father was a major um, in the military, which didn't mean anything to me as a child, but just in kind of thinking about how all of this intersects, why am I attracted to this story? It's because within my own family, my grandfather was drafted. They're both drafted, but my paternal grandfather was able to find his way through this racist system and work his way up the ranks. And it really is still allowing me to sit here and have this conversation with you because he had enough hope or enough skill or just didn't have a choice where he was able to find a way to make it through. But he existed in that same time and that same space as Dory. So yeah. that was also kind of interesting to me as well from a personal note. Yeah. To, um, so let's let's dig into the story um, okay. a, a bit more. Talk about um, the the day um, where the the ship had been attacked yeah, by yeah. The, the Japanese and sort of like 
can, can you just walk through some of those, like the highlights of, the, of that event and kind of what transpired? Yeah, so um, this is in the context of the war, Pearl Harbor, all the ships are stationed in Hawaii, the aircraft carriers. And as I understand it, there had been a party the night before. So everyone on the ship was running a little bit late, kind of dragging behind. And um, Dory is in the belly of the ship doing his normal duties, cleaning up after breakfast, you know, maybe ironing his reports uh, or his reporting officer's clothes, whatever those tasks are that he's supposed to complete, he's going about them. But everybody's running a little bit behind. And, and right around eight o'clock, they come under fire from Japanese planes that are just attacking the ship, bombing. So Dory's a big, strong guy, and they know that people are being injured, so they call him up to the deck of the ship to help actually move bodies of wounded officers and Navy men kind of out of harm's So it's not like he's just going up there and nothing's going on. He's under fire, just like everyone else. There's oil on the deck. It's slippery. There's fires, literal fires. And Dory gets to this captain. The captain says, don't move me. I want to go on with the ship. So they reassign him to another duty, which is now to go and load up the machine guns. There are gunners who are manning these huge machine guns who've had training and so as they're being bombed, Dory's loading the weapons so other people can take aim. Well, he gets done loading up, he's out of ammunition and he sees a free gun. So he just mans it and he starts shooting. And the legend has it, he took down six planes with no training other than the fact that he grew up in Waco and he used to shoot squirrels and you know tinker around with guns so he did know how to shoot he hadn't had any training in the military but he was called to do his duty he did that duty and then without being asked to do more he manned those guns he took down they say maybe as many as five to six planes um, but essentially he sprung into action when he ran out of wet ammunition he didn't stop there he continued saving people from the water helping his you know shipmates get to safety and they say he was one of the last three or four people to leave the ship this guy who maybe an hour earlier had been shining shoes and cleaning up the breakfast dishes i just think it's incredible it, it, yeah it's, it's like a fairy tale um right right um when, when you think about the opportunities or lack thereof in, in, in corporate America, right, to, to today um, for, you know, Black uh, folks and, uh, you know, all marginalized um, communities and groups, but, you know, but Black people specifically, I mean, it's like, you just be, you, it's like you just be waiting on your opportunity. It's just like, it's just, right. you just want a chance to sort of prove, your, prove yourself, right? That's right, that's right. And he did it, right? So he did do that. But the part that continues on that's not as known, it's part of what makes it interesting to me is when the paper wrote about this attack the next day, the headline said, Black Messman Makes Heroic Effort. They didn't even name him. They didn't even 
have enough respect for this man, despite all of that, to put his name in the paper. And even if it wasn't about respect, it could have been for recruiting efforts. You know, we talked about in the background, the NAACP and all the outrage about lack of promotional opportunities. None of that resonated. It was just Black man helps us out. So the Black journalists had to go in and do some investigative reporting. It took them months to even find out what this man's name was, right? So think about all of this. You're, you're already awarding medals to people for their acts of bravery and, and giving recognition. And this man with no training, but just initiative, completes this act of bravery and his mother and father don't even know what happened. No one is aware. So the Black journalists were really able to go in and play that crucial role of elevating him, giving him the recognition. And I think from there, he took like a year leave on what they called a war bond. So now he's out on leave, kind of going around as a civil rights icon with some of his contemporaries like Joe Lewis and other um, entertainers of the day, really to now act as a recruiting tool, tell his story, you know, be that shining star and that figurehead, whereas six months earlier, no one even wanted to say his name. Yeah. Um, whew, that's a lot. It's a lot, right? And then to take it one step further, <laughs> as the story's coming out, now there's like groundswell. So again, like NAACP and other organizations are starting letter writing campaigns saying, we've got to honor this man. Someone needs to do something. And the Navy secretary blocked an honor for him, said, no, we don't need to recognize Dory. He didn't do anything more heroic than the others that were on the ship. So, you know, they, they blocked him, they blocked him. And so he continues on, they ask him, well, what do you want to do next, Dory, after all of this? And he says, I just want to get on my next ship. That's all. Just want to get on his next ship. And you know what he went on his next ship as? You know what they promoted him to? Cook. And if you Google Dory right now, in Google, it says Doris Miller, and underneath it says Cook in 2022. Wow. It's a lot to unpack. So like, I just find this fascinating because there's the story of the man, the motivation, the event, but then all this other stuff is going on in the broader picture. And it is representative for us as Black people, whether it's America or just life in general. It feels like it doesn't matter if you're called or if you're chosen, but if we show up we are contributors. We do have something to provide and we don't always get anything out of it other than maybe Dory just didn't want to die that day on the ship. Maybe he just didn't want to go down with the ship. It just creates so many questions for me and so many different thought paths. So in hindsight, they use them now as like an example of integration of the military. But there's another piece in there that I think is important for all of us right now. It's like, if you don't take control of your own story and raise it and talk about it, others can come and use it for their own purposes. So <clears throat> there's that too. And, and, and that's funny that you, that was the last thing that you said, because that's what I was thinking about as you were talking. 
you know, you have these, um, you know, the um, NAACP really starting off saying, don't send your, um, you know, your brightest your, sons, your, your brightest. educated sons, yeah. And, and then there's this point where Dory becomes like this recruiting tool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're good enough for us to sort of leverage um to to bring folks on but you're not good enough to you know you're 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 a a hero straight up american hero who but who's now promoted to to cook right because we don't have a better spot for you that's right and that narrative that you talk about where it's like we we want to get the biggest return on our investment as the 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 entity right mm-hmm. uh without give you know with giving you the little you know the the tiniest bit of recognition or credit or or sort of respect right and it's it's a common theme you know it's a common theme throughout american history but even when we talk about the 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 military specifically and the and the wars that um uh blacks have served in they never got the respect when they came home um from the people that they were fighting for ain't, ain't that something it's something but we're still enlisting we still show up so i think that really speaks to the spirit of us as a people it's um very much about commitment to self, but also we're community minded. And we do, I think, try to find the greater good or find ways that we can bring value, whether we're recognized or the title is given. I'm sure there's something in the way he was raised in Waco, Texas, that really put this bravery and this sense of selflessness in him in the first place. Let's face it, he could have abandoned ship He could have done just what he was asked, which is simply load up the machine gun. Um, He could have been bitter after all of this went down and he was not given that recognition that his counterparts and his contemporaries were given, but he didn't. He just stayed humble. He said, I'm I'm looking for my next ship. I want my next assignment. Unfortunately, the next ship he went on it was attacked and bombed too. So he died at 24. He's kind of like missing in action. But I just think there's a lot that we can learn from his story, even if it's simply show up, show up for yourself, do the job that you're in, but look for ways to stretch, look for ways to do more. Um, I think it was an impactful and for the obvious reasons, but also for what he represents. Yeah, and 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 the last point that I want to make is um, you think about ways to sort of go about attacking injustice, and sometimes there can be a couple. There's always multiple ways to sort of go about it, but there are times where there's differencing of opinions. It's like, no, no, don't take this route, take this route, and there are people that want to to want to push back and oppose what's going on. And then there are others that want to uh, insert themselves and be an example and contribute in in that way. And Mm -hmm. we, just like the military, there are different 
there are, you know, you have the Air Force as well as the Navy, right, et cetera. We have to make sure that we, if we're, if justice is what we're seeking, that we don't criticize each other in the path that we take, right? That's a really good point because we all do have a role to play. Not everyone is eloquent enough to be a Martin Luther King and speak on behalf of. Not everyone is brave enough to be a Harriet Tubman and lead you literally to safety. Not everyone is, you know, gifted enough to sing a song like Billie Holiday, Strange Fruit, and rally us in that way. But there are opportunities for all of us to show up, and we do show up as modern day heroes in our own way. You know, every time we find an opportunity to give back to a cause, to mentor someone and bring them along, you know, what is it that we can find? And to your point, don't criticize, but how can we just link together and find the value in whatever contribution you feel comfortable bringing? So I think that that's all really positive. And I also think just the postscript of Dory's story is that he is getting recognition now. So there are monuments named after him. There are schools named after him. And there's a great honor of him having an, an aircraft carrier commissioned in his name, which I think there are only maybe 11 and I'm no war historian by any means, but as I understand it, the naming honors for these aircraft carriers typically go to presidents or politicians. So the last one was the USS Reagan. So to have that name at least gives us an opportunity to learn more about him. Um, it doesn't correct everything that he experienced in his time, but at least he has a legacy that he might not have had in the absence of no children, no family. At least we can see and experience these monuments and very public recognitions that he's been awarded since his death. So, yeah. you know, it's a journey. Yeah, we're, we're all contributing our own pieces in this in this huge, you know, uh, novel that's, you know, being written continuously. And yeah, we mustn't forget get these folks that have contributed significantly, even if it doesn't seem significant. Um, and at the time in hindsight, it's, it's a real big deal. It's a real big, a big deal. deal. Yeah. Absolutely. This was amazing. Um, you, when you brought up Dory to speak about, mm -hmm. I heard the name, but I did not know much. So thank you for giving me some homework and, and like, you know, sharing with me what you've learned because these are the types of stories that we must continue to propel so that uh, folks know that, that, that the, the number of contributors to society is endless. And we, we need to pull some of these unsung folks uh, up and give them some, some, some love uh, on occasion too, right? I agree. And I wanna ask yeah. you a question now if I have a minute. Yeah. So what do you think, Black history? Do you want to see a point where we don't need Black History Month anymore because it's just so ingrained in the fabric or should we have our standalone month so we can take a minute out and do things like this formally and put the focus on our Black influencers? Can, can I uh, give you a very diplomatic answer and tell you that I, I think we should keep Black history but I do think that um, 
we need to incorporate more of these stories throughout the year mm-hmm. as well, right? But I, I do think that there's something to be said for sort of a concentrated um, uh, attention in, in a particular month, because I mean, I, I you know, the, the month has just started um, and on February 1st, I'll just say there were a number of, February stands for a number of different things, month of, mm-hmm. a, and I was thinking, Man, we don't even have black, you know, black history on our own, right? And to ourselves. So I think we always need to focus on it and, and bring light to it because there's folks that we're going to be teaching each and every um, generation is going to be, you know, learning hopefully with these stories that we continue to share. All right. I like that. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, Baxter. It was nice. Just oh, this was stuff. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I appreciate everyone for checking uh, out this wonderful episode. Um, again, um, we want to pay homage to uh, Doris Dory Miller. Um, and on behalf of Gretchen, I am Baxter E. Hall. And uh, until next time, peace. Welcome into his brain. Welcome into his frequency. Enter at your own risk. Come be at peace with me. Ask the call where we rise and don't fall.